Good morning, everybody, and thank you so much uh, for joining us again today. We are really grateful, and and we're just very happy that uh, you guys keep joining us week after week uh, as we bring the word and worship to you and all the different things that we're doing here at City Life in Portsmouth. Well, today I'm going to be talking to you about a very... Uh, probably a, a what would be considered a, a controversial subject but at the same time a subject that of course is very much needed very relevant to our time uh, and um, also I think as born-again Christians it's also very important for us to know uh, some of these things that we're going to be talking about today so when um, Pastor Daniel gave me this theme, obviously for me it's, uh, it's quite an easy topic to talk about only because I have had a lot of experience in dealing with spiritual warfare, especially overseas. Uh, but I would also say that it is a topic that it's not just for people overseas. Uh, it is also something that is facing us everywhere, no matter where you live, no matter what you're doing. And that is today we're going to be talking about uh, just things such as ghosts, uh, demons, uh, possibly touch on a bit uh, to do with haunted houses. But uh, I think more than anything, the important thing here is to note that, you know, we uh, should not be Christians who are just going around looking for demons in every corner and under every rug. That's not what we are about. Um, but what we do need to recognize is that there is a demonic world that is very active and um, I think that the the scripture that we're really going to be so one of the scriptures we're really going to be looking at today is the fact that you know the the word says that we should not ever open the door to the enemy and that means never it means not even you know just a wee little step small little step because uh, as soon as you do that you've opened yourself up to things that you don't really want to get entangled in now, some of what I'll be talking about uh, this morning is also about the fact that um, we sometimes get involved with things, watch things, listen to things, do things that we think are very, um, you know, harmless, that really, you know, what, what does it hurt? You know, I think a lot of people I hear say, oh, well, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is that as soon as you, again, open a, just a little bit of a crack into the door to the enemy, you've opened yourself up to a whole world that you shouldn't be uh, dabbling in. And I think it's the little things that then begin to draw you more into that. Now, I know that sometimes people say to me, oh, well, I know what I'm doing because I'm a seasoned Christian. Please, can I just encourage you to understand that no matter how long you've been saved or how little you've been saved, you should never ever give yourself the leeway of thinking that you know you are not that you are immune uh, to things going on in the spirit world. I would also say that we we need to be very careful, especially with children. Sometimes we think it's very harmless to just introduce certain kinds of toys and things that they get involved in and what we don't realize is we open them to a world of things that could bring in harm to them. Um, I think it's also worth mentioning that of course uh, our God is a loving God. He does not bring sickness or disease to teach us a lesson and if you believe that I'm really sorry because that's not the kind of God that we serve but we do have to understand that we 
are in this world we're not of this world and the you know the demons in hell are very active and but uh, I think not because it's always our fault but at times there are things that we are suffering and going through because we have brought them on ourselves because we have opened doors to things that we shouldn't have so um, let's get straight into what we're going to talk about. I, I briefly will be able to touch on some significant things. Obviously, I can't touch it all because, uh, you know, we have a short amount of space, but hopefully enough to get you to thinking, to get you to use and put your wisdom hat on. And also, we must learn to be very discerning as Christians uh, about what is going on around us. So... Uh, if you've got your Bibles, whether it be on a device or whether you've got your actual Bible, let's first get into a few scriptures, and then I'm going to be talking about a few uh, really just relevant things that I think, without just trying to mention in every little thing, just start to talk about some things in general. So let's get into this, and let's get started. I'm excited. I hope you are as well. So let's look at the um, first scripture that I was talking about. About Well, I want to go back and just read a few things. Now, I'm looking down at my Bible uh, because I actually I, I love using just an actual Bible, and I'm reading out of the Amplified. So I'm in the book of Ephesians, which is found uh, in the New Testament. And I think I've said before, you know, there's four books there, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians and Colossians and the way that I always remember it is God's electric power company so that kind of helps you uh, in order because sometimes it's difficult so we're in Ephesians um, and I'm going to be in chapter 4 and I'd like to read starting from uh, verse 23 and I'd like to just highlight uh, a few scriptures there as we read them says, and be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude, and put on the new self, the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image, Godlike in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. And then if you go on in verse 25, therefore rejecting all falsehood, whether lying, defrauding, telling half-truths, spreading rumors, anything such as these, speak truth each one with his neighbor. For we are all parts of one another and we are all parts of the body of Christ. And then it goes on, be angry and at sin and immorality and injustice and ungodly behavior, yet do not sin. Do not let your anger uh, cause you shame, nor allow it to last until the sun goes down. And then here is my focus scripture in verse 27, and do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge or nurturing anger, or harboring resentment, or cultivating bitterness. For the thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hands, so that he will have something to share with those in need. Um, and so it even goes on, verse 29, Do not let unwholesome, or foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth 
but only such speech is good for building up others according to the need and the occasion so that it will be a blessing to those who hear you speak. So bottom line here is what I'm trying to share is the fact that we need to constantly be renewing ourselves in the spirit, renewing our minds, uh, always having a fresh, uh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude because, you know, our attitudes start in our minds and our minds need to be renewed by the word of the God, by the word of God. And how do we renew our minds? By reading the word daily. That is what renews our minds and that is what will change our attitudes. Now, that's a whole different sermon in talking about renewing of your minds and, and things like that. So when um, I talk about the fact that when we never give uh, or open a door to the enemy, this is why it is so important because, uh, of course, the, the bottom line here is we're not looking to give way in any way that would allow the enemy to come in. Now, um, you know, all if you, if you love reading scripture and really love uh, studying scripture, which hopefully you do, you really ought to go to the book of Acts if you want a real good foundation because it's, it's a, a whole book talking about the battles over demonic powers. And um, also about, you know, you need to remember that, you know, back in those, uh, when we were talking through the scripture, demons were defeated, okay? Very important here. Demons are defeated, but they were not destroyed. Demons will only be destroyed when Christ returns for his church. So I know I hear lots of people say, oh, just be glad when, the, you know, when we get over it, when we get through this or when we get past this. Well, the, the bottom line is until Christ returns for his church, you are always going to have to be facing uh, junk and, and you're always going to have to be facing demonic powers. But should that be something that makes you feel um, uncomfortable in the sense of being fearful? As I've said already, no, definitely should not. You should always know that you, if you are born again, you've got the power of God on the inside of you. And, um, you know, even all the way back into the first century, the church had to deal with demons. And, um, and so do we. But there is something here very important. This is not to scare you. It is to prepare you to understand that you've got to be prepared. You cannot just sit back and fold your arms, nor can you just keep getting involved in things that you shouldn't and expect nothing to uh, happen. Uh, what is most important is we need the gift of discernment and we need to be full of the Holy Spirit. Now, um, I just want to uh, go back uh, through and talk about a couple of just practical things. So I'm going to give some scriptures. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to put the reference up there and I'm going to encourage you to write the reference down or if you want to come back and rewatch this, but write it down and go back and look it up to read the story. So I won't be putting each of these scriptures up. It's not necessary for us to post those, even the chat team, if you'll just refrain from doing that and just post the reference. So first of all, 1 Samuel, which is found in the Old Testament, chapter 28, uh, verses 8 through 19, it talks about spirits being called from the dead. Uh, if you go over to the New Testament, Matthew 14, 26, and Luke 24, 37, men who thought that they saw a ghost. 
Um, then if you go on over to uh, the following scripture references, Matthew 18, 22 to 34, Mark 9, 20 to 22, and Acts 19, 13 to 16. Now you'll see that I've listed them on the screen. Um, this is talking about demons who did tremendous damage. <coughs> Excuse me, spiritual and physical damage. And then you'll notice that, you know, Jesus' whole ministry was characterized um, by um, constantly a battle uh, between the Holy Spirit um, and, and the demonic activity. But there was a, a very dramatic conclusion with a defeat uh, of those spirits on Calvary. Now, let's go to the book of Colossians uh, 2, verse 15. Now, again, God's electric power company, so that will be the end of those four. And um, so, Colossians uh, chapter 2, verse um, 15 and uh, I'm just kind of really doing this as a teaching today as well as a preach because I think it's really important that we get this. So uh, in verse 15 it says, When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil that operate against us, he made a public example of them by exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. So, uh, very good scripture for you to keep and uh, bear in mind. Now, um, let's just talk about, you know, about a little bit about demonic spirits. So, first of all, I think it's important to note when we talk about houses and houses being haunted, now there are real stories. Um, true stories about uh, incidents, uh, you know, with houses uh, being haunted. But one of the key things I, I definitely want to point out here, and there's lots of uh, things to back this up, but you do need to recognize this is not the dead coming back in the form of spirits. Uh, that is not, uh, you do not find any biblical reference to refer to that. So uh, the demonic, the demons who actually exist in hell and who are on this earth roaming to and fro, uh, they, you know, demons like to reside in humans, um, animals. You do find uh, uh, demons in places and two other areas where you really find demonic activity very prominent is around political power because demons love power and uh, around people or things or organizations and all that really control money. So uh, it's just, you know, the Bible does talk about, we do need to recognize that it's not uh, money that is evil, it's the root uh, uh, of evil, the love of money being the root of evil. And there are lots of people who, once they start making money, they have a fixation about money. You hear them always talking about their money. It's almost like it becomes a God, how much they have, how much they, they, you know, it's just constant talk about, you know, how rich they are. And that's not, you know, it's not really, it's not really very Christian-like to be constantly promoting and talking about how much you have. Because we do need to bear in mind that it is a gift from God and we are, you know, very thankful that we, for those who 
are blessed uh, to have lots of money and it helps bless in other areas but we need to be remembering why you know God gave us that money and access uh, to that money now when we talk about you know demonic spirits um, I want to really make sure that I explain something that's important um, demonic spirits are not just going to come into your life uninvited or into your home. I think that the big thing that we need to understand is until you invite that into your life, um, that is where you are opening the door to the enemy. Now, you know, when you uh, say clean your house and you've, uh, you know, just as a, a literal example, you clean up your house, you've done everything you could as spotless clean you know you you don't want filth and dirt to come in there to ruin what you have now the same with us as Christians once we give our hearts and lives to the Lord we want to keep our bodies and the temples which are the body of the Holy Spirit we want to keep those clean and we don't want to invite unclean things to come in and resident uh, and reside there so once you've decided to give your life to Jesus and clean your life up and give up those things that you used to do, your sinful nature, you now need to invite the Holy Spirit to come in and take up residence so that you no longer uh, are inviting the demonic to come into your life or things that uh, are around such as the demonic. Now, I think here it would be really good just to mention a few things that, you know, what, what kind of things are you talking about right now? Now, by no means am I saying this is the uh, only the list. I'm just going to highlight a few things. But I think you do need to realize that it, you know, there is an extensive list, but I would say this kind of helps generalize. So, first of all, uh, can I just point out that if you are a person that is drawn to the dark world and to the darkness, something is wrong, and you really need to ask yourself, when you love uh, things that re revolve around horror and blood and killing and murders, it's something that you really need to ask yourself, wow, why am I attracted to that? Because when we're attracted to Jesus, we are attracted to light. We are attracted to those things that are pure and good uh, and wholesome. So therefore, if we are attracted to those things, we should, as Christians, not no longer be attracted to things that, and if you feel that you're being attracted to that, you need to fight uh, against the enemy for that. It could be that in your past, you may that may have been something that was quite prevalent, but you need to then walk away from that. And sometimes, you know, regarding whatever we used to have a problem with in the past, we do need to recognize that those are things that we will have to avoid temptations of. So, prime example. And I've used this before. I, I don't drink alcohol. It's not really even, a, I've never grown up drinking alcohol. I'm not interested in drinking alcohol. I don't even like it. So, um, I mean, I, people who know me know I live on sparkling water and my only other thing that I love is Coke Zero. Uh, but what I would say is um, I could go into a bar and you could line the table with every drink going and it wouldn't bother me. I could sit there with all the, you know, the spirits of vodka and gin and everything just curled around me, sat in the bottles, and, and I would never, ever be tempted to 
pick them up and fill my glass with them. But a person who has struggled with alcoholism and has struggled with it in the past or has been an alcoholic, then yeah, you need to avoid going to places where they serve a lot of alcohol because obviously you are putting yourself in a place to where you're going to be tempted. So these are the things I'm trying to make you understand. Now, does that mean I should just be living around things where it's just surrounding me by alcohol? No, the point here is that when you've had a problem with something, you do have to be extra guarding yourself against those things because they will be things that your body will be craving. That's my point there. But we still should avoid and stay away from all appearance of evil. So what are some prime examples of things? Okay, uh, now and bear in mind, I did say, I believe in the beginning, uh, these are things that some people will find difficult. Some people might even rebuttal back with me and say, I'm sorry, I don't believe that. That's fine. That's your choice, but I do want to highlight that if you feel uncomfortable today and you might need to ask yourself, is it really uncomfortable because you don't believe me or believe what I'm saying about the scripture or is it really because you are convicted and you know that you shouldn't be involved in these things. So number one, reading horoscopes, one of the big, big no-nos. No Christian should be dabbling in anything to do with horoscopes, zodiac signs, and all that. And if you're depending on that to tell you what your life is going to be like, um, you know, I I just want to say to you that that is not, uh, that is a man-made thing that they just draw up and design. And I think where people get hung up with that is because suddenly if something does happen, oh, you see, this is what my horoscope said. But that's not a, a depiction of what your life is supposed to be like. That is definitely uh, things that you should avoid at all costs. Uh, going to haunted houses, um, again, talking about the dark things, talking about why would you want to open yourself up to being in those places. I think my number one thing, yeah, people say that it's fun, but is that really a place where as a Christian you should be having fun? Um, now, uh, you know, there's people who believe in reincarnation. I'm sorry to tell you that reincarnation is, is a lie. And people who tell you that that is true, um, you have plenty of things that you can look up in the scripture and know that reincarnation does not exist. Um, this is one of the big things, and I think I've just briefly touched on it uh, just a few minutes ago. Watching things like horror films, things that have to do with the occult, uh, you may think it's harmless. You may think that it has nothing to do with anything that would, uh, you know, bother you or upset you, but you are still opening the door to the enemy. And again, you need to ask yourself, if you are really drawn to that kind of stuff, you need to ask yourself why. And also, I would even venture out to say, I know lots of people who suffer with things like depression and anxiety, not saying that that's not a real disease, but sometimes the cause can be, listen to what I'm saying, can be due to putting yourself in places where you are watching things like this and getting involved in these kind of films and series that is all about the demonic and spirit world uh, the magic world, all of that is things that you're opening up your mind and spirit to that you should have never uh, done. Even using occultic things to decorate. Um, uh, 
you know, unfortunately, I know lots of people who find it very supposedly relaxing, relaxing due to the Zen uh, thing, uh, the theme of Buddhas. You know, I mean, come on, guys. You need to ask yourself what and look up what Buddha represents. You need to recognize that having that in your home brings um, all the connotations with it from the heritage of that and why in the world would you even want to have things like that in your home, especially when you are serving an almighty God. And these are the things that I'm telling you that lots of people get involved with and they don't look up the history and study. Buddha is a God that people worship in the Asian world. And it's definitely not something that you should have in your home. I'll tell you, even in spiritual warfare, um, I want you to know that even when you visit other countries, especially when you visit African nations, I mean, you can ask my African friends and they will tell you, even when you visit Caribbean islands, um, India, different places like that, there are lots of places uh, there, those are just to mention a few. Um, you can, I can take you to places in America that have uh, these kind of things with the Indian um, nations, that the American Indians. So it's all about when you buy um, certain souvenirs and things that you bring home from those countries, you really need to be careful where and who you buy them from because it's, it's lots of times seances and uh, spiritual things where people have prayed over them and, and really just used them to uh, bring uh, demonic activity. The, the, you know, demons are very real and subtle the way that they try to get through to us. So we just don't realize sometimes the danger of some of the stuff that we do that we think is harmless but is not harmless. But this is what the devil, this is what the devil wants you to believe, that it is harmless but it's not. Um, so I've touched on a bit uh, of things there, but I, I don't want to get off into that. That's not my whole uh, talk today about, you know, just talking about the negative because I think it's just to highlight a few things that, you know, the things that you have dabbled in or gotten involved in that you don't realize uh, the doors that you're opening up. But I want to talk about then what can you do? What, what should you be focusing on? Well, number one, you need to know who you are in Christ Jesus. Uh, Mark chapter 16, verses uh, 15 to 17. In actual fact, I think we'll just go there and read that scripture because there's lots of people that say to me, oh, I need, to, I need deliverance. I need someone to come along and pray for me to be delivered. No, you don't. You need to pray through and recognize that you have the power of deliverance. So let's read in Mark chapter 16. Again, remember I am reading in the Amplified, so I'm just going to read verses 15 to 17. And he said to them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed in me and has been baptized will be saved from the penalty of God's wrath and judgment, but he who has not believed will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed and in my name they will cast out demons they will speak in new tongues so what are we saying as a believer as a believer once i've given my heart and life to jesus christ signs will accompany me and you need to tell yourself 
Signs will accompany me because I do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I do believe that um, when uh, anything that uh, my name, I can cast out demons. But what do you need to be doing? You need to use the name of Jesus. So every Christian has the power of deliverance, but you definitely have got to use it. You also need to remember who you are in Jesus. Without Jesus, you are nothing. But who are you in Jesus Christ? And you know, the more you use the name of Jesus, the demons hate that name. They tremble. The scripture says they tremble at the name of Jesus. Use the name of Jesus, but you cannot just use it as a magical potion or spell. You need to understand that when you can tell I'm getting a bit animated because how much I love this subject and how much I'm so passionate about making you understand what power lies within you and stop acting like a Christian who has to lay down and just take everything that comes their way. Um, the next thing you need to know is you are an ambassador of Christ. You are an ambassador of the King of Kings. You have the authority inside you. Um, you know, I, this is, an, again, a whole nother subject, but you really, lots of people say to me, oh, I, you know, when we talk about being filled with the Spirit, there's one thing when the Spirit comes upon you and when you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit with you, but you still need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Now, this is a whole different subject, but I do want you to understand that when you really get in, and this is really for those who, you know, once you've been saved, you should always want more from God. You shouldn't just sit back and be stagnant and, and accept that, oh, well, maybe it's just not for me. Of course it's for you. It's for every Christian. And once you have that infilling, you can never tell me that you don't need it or it's not necessary or it's not for everybody. Because if you've not had it and you've not experienced it, you don't know that. That's just like somebody, you know, at times when people, women, come on women, stand with me on this one. You know as well as I do. For those of us who have had children and given birth, we know what that experience is like. We know the pain we've gone through. We know all the months that we've carried that. We understand that when we talk about it, when people say, oh, I know what that feels like, but they've never gone through it, don't, don't say that because you don't know. And you can't say how much you have experienced that when you've not experienced that. So the, the same goes with the power of the Holy Spirit. You cannot tell me you don't need it or it's not necessary or you're just not bothered that you don't have it. That's just a cop-out of you not seeking after and wanting that with you because that's something God wants every believer to have. And when you have that on the inside of you and you need to exercise power and authority, you need to pray in tongues and you need to be able to pray in tongues. So you should never give up. Not just seeking after um, the gift, but you need to seek after the giver and you need to be willing and open and stop being so dogmatic and pragmatic about the fact that you don't have it and you need to relinquish and give it up to you, to God and just say, Lord, here I am. I'm humbly coming before you. I love you and I want everything that you have for me. And if that means being filled with the Spirit and speaking in other tongues, I want that. And you can be saved a day, two days, two hours. You can be saved years when uh, and to receive it. But you need to understand that it is for you and you need to have it. So uh, I would encourage you to not put that aside and just act like it's not for you. Let's get out there and get everything 
that God has for us. Now, I just want to bring you back to when we talk about, um, you know, the fact that uh, we have this power on the inside of us. And when we talk about uh, all this thing to do with haunted houses and ghosts and demons, we're living in a world right now to where that, you know, especially during this time, uh, obviously today we just passed uh, Halloween. And, and, you know, lots of, uh, there's a lot of things that go on during that time. But when we recognize that that is definitely not a holiday for Christians, that's not a day that Christians should be celebrating. Uh, we weren't able to do it this year, but this is why the church does the opposite. That, you know, we promote light. We promote Jesus as the light of the world because we want to be attracted to light, not darkness. So I cannot stress enough that without, I mean, this, this is a whole line of teaching and I've done spiritual warfare, uh, before in our church. And, uh, you know, I'm seriously thinking about doing a recording and know a whole other series about really doing spiritual warfare because, and with just, you know, good examples. And if, and if you are, struggling with that and you want more of it, then I would encourage you to read and study more. You can contact the chat team. We're happy to help you and guide you to uh, giving you some good uh, things that you can read, uh, things that you can listen to to help you. But I would say right now, if you are feeling convicted, if you're even feeling angry, you might even be mad at me for even bringing this up. But I'm here because I want you to understand that there is so much more for you than the demonic and the dark. And, you know, I want you to be attracted to light and to Jesus. And I want you to be able to lay things down that are keeping you from that. And, you know, I'll just go back to this scripture in Ephesians. My goodness, you know, when you read in the scripture about all the things that we should be doing and walking away from, why would we want to grieve uh, God by dabbling and being involved in things that we shouldn't when he's trying to say, hey, why are you doing that? When I've asked you to, to walk away from that and not be a part of it anymore. I mean, uh, just think about when I, I'm going to go back to Ephesians, if I can get the page in my Bible to cooperate. Uh, I'm going to go back to chapter 4. Be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's stop making excuses about the fact that, oh, this is the way I am. This is the way I grew up. I can't help it. Of course you can help it. Of course you can help it. Because you need to get in the Word and grow in the Word. Uh, it says, put on a new self, a regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image. Um, the holiness of truth. Uh, rejecting all falsehood. You know, when it comes to lying, defrauding, deceit, rumors, gossip, why would you want to be involved in that when every bit of that goes against the nature of God? And um, spreading rumors. Why would you want to spread rumors and talk about people as a Christian when you know that that is so wrong? Why would you want to speak ill of people instead of loving on them and praying for them? Speaking truth, each one with his neighbor, for we are all parts of one body. Um, be angry, not at people, but be angry at sin, at immorality, at injustice, and ungodly behavior. But do not sin. Do not let your anger cause you shame, nor allow it 
to last until the sun goes down. Uh, do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin. Don't hold grudges. Stop nurturing anger. Stop harboring resentment and cultivating bitterness and being jealous of what other people have or, or what you don't have. Um, recognizing that the thief who has become uh, the thief who has become a believer must no longer steal, but instead he must work hard, making an honest living, producing that which is good with his own hands so that he will have something to share with those in need. Do not let unwholesome, foul, profane, worthless, vulgar words ever come out of your mouth, but such speech good for building up others according to the need and to the occasion. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. But seek to please him by whom you were sealed and marked and branded as God's own for the day of redemption. Hey, you know, that whole chapter, you could go through that, read it, study it, and break it down for yourself. Don't be attracted to darkness. And if you are, you need to have a, a, a whole revamp. You need to ask the Lord Jesus to come in and wash you of that. And you need to not be afraid to get rid of some of that stuff in your home. Uh, those of you who open that, uh, the I said, you know, in my opening about the doors that we open for children, we open children up to so much junk sometimes and we don't recognize that we are the ones that cause some of the ill things that happen because we aren't strong enough to say, no, you will not watch that. No, you will not be a part of that. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm going to step out here on a limb and, and I know that this will probably for sure upset a few apple carts, but I am going to tell you, even such, such things as Harry Potter, if you love that kind of thing and that kind of a world, you need to ask yourself why. You can't come to me and say that you love that, but then you're struggling with things in your life when you're not willing to turn your back on things that go against the nature of God. Now, you're seeing a very, a very different side of me. Those of you that know me know that I'm a strong person in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm strong and passionate about God, but that's because I love you and I want the best for you and I want you to have what God has for you. But if you're not willing to walk away and close the door to the enemy, I cannot help you. Your pastor cannot help you. No one can help you when you're not willing to close the door to the enemy. And I just feel in my spirit to keep saying that. If you can't close the door to the enemy, then you have a problem because no one can help you when you can't say no. You have to be strong enough and recognize that the power of the Almighty God on the inside of you, when you give your heart and life to Jesus, you have the power to stand up against the powers of darkness and you have the power from the Almighty God to be able to walk away from that. Will it be easy? No, it won't be easy. But you need to stop making excuses for yourself and for your mouth and for your behavior and you need to get on board and you need to ask God what you need to do to change to be more like Jesus. Now, I'm sorry that this has come across so strong today, but I'm not sorry for the fact that I am here to help you live a wholesome and powerful life and to do that, we do have to make sacrifices, we have to make choices, and we have to be strong in Jesus Christ.
So I want to pray for you because if you have a problem with that, don't be afraid to admit that you have a problem. Don't be afraid to confide in someone that can pray with you and help you get free. Don't be afraid to say to the people in the chat team, hey, I really need help with this. I need prayer for this. I need someone to come alongside me and help me because I really think that now there are things that I really need to let go of or get rid of. Don't be afraid to do that because I promise you when you do that, you will see some great victory. There are some of you that even struggle physically because you've opened the door to the enemy and there's healing for your body, but recognize, recognize that we must do all that we can for all that God has for us. And if you don't know Jesus today, you can give your heart and life to Jesus and you can ask him to come into your heart and forgive you of all your sins. So Father, we thank you, Lord, today. We thank you for your word. And I ask you, Father, that anyone that is listening right now under the power and sound of my voice at this very moment and they don't know you as their Lord and Savior, Father, I pray that right where they are, they will call out to you and they will ask you to come into their lives and to forgive you to forgive them of all their sins. Lord, I pray that you will just help them right now to have an experience with you that they will know without a shadow of a doubt that you have been in their room and that you've entered into their heart. Forgive them of their sins, Father God. Lord, let them confess and believe with their mouth. And Lord, I pray that they will turn their lives around. And I thank you, Lord, for those that are giving their hearts and lives to you in this very minute. Lord, I also pray for those who are struggling who have been involved in the occultic world or the dark world, I pray, Lord God, that right now you would give them the strength and the power to be able to start get rid of stuff and start putting their foot down and saying no to the dark and to the enemy. Lord, I pray that you would give them strength to recognize not to be angry at me or at the words that were spoken, but to be angry at sin. Lord, I pray that you would help them to recognize that if they are under conviction, Father, I pray that they would be so convicted that they would have to act and do something about it. I thank you, Lord God, that people right now will be set free from the demonic and from the dark world, and Lord, that you have great victory for them. I pray that, Lord, even people are going to experience healings with their minds, with their bodies, and in their spirits just because that they have given into allowing themselves to be stripped away of things that they don't need or shouldn't be involved in. Oh, I come against every demonic activity that is trying to come and, and enter into the homes of the believers. And Lord, I pray right now for freedom in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord God, that there is freedom in your name. Lord, we thank you that we are ambassadors of the King of Kings. And Lord Jesus, we thank you because you love us with an uh, Lord, a love that is inexplicable, Father. And I thank you for that, and I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Please know that I love you. Please know that I do this because I want to see you set free and for God to do miraculous things for you and your family. God bless you.